Man, it must have been so fucking easy to murder someone in 1881. Who do you want to eat? I mean, we gotta we gotta eat somebody. Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that's a long time gone. I wonder where you got that. <laughs> I overheard you and your mother last night talking, and you were like, I got this fucking song stuck in my head, and I yep. can't get rid of it. And like, it was Long Time Gone by Dixie Chicks. or They're just the, the chicks now. Yeah. I mean, was Dixie mean you're racist or something? Um, Like it has to do with stars and bars and shit yeah, like that, right? Yeah, it okay. does. It does. Well, this is the second opening I've done for songs that get stuck in your head, because last week's was uh, the checkup on it. And uh, <laughs> I'd never really listened to what she said, because I was always just, uh, watch him while he check up on yeah. it, he's going to check up on it, I'm going to watch you check up on it, just over and over and over. And that's why it's the loop that gets stuck in my head. But I looked up the lyrics. Ooh, boy, looking like you like what you see. Keep going. Come on, I'm going to check up on it. <laughs> I'm going to check up on it. I'm going to sex up on it. Now, so here we go. On me tonight. Ooh, boy, you're looking like you like what you see. Won't you come over and check up on it? I might let you work up on it. Ladies, let him check up on it. Watch he while he check up on it. Dip it, pop it, twerk it, stop it. Check on me tonight. Gosh. Dip it, pop it, twerk it, stop it. Now that I know that there's words there, it's not as fun. Yeah. That was pretty good. I, I ran through that without stopping. Yep. No stutters there. Didn't think I was no going to be able to do that. Fuck ups. All right, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are Father and Son Do, who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode 199. Bang. The big one is coming up. That's what I tell your mom uh, every now and then. I don't think the big one goes up. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not there yet, Jack. <laughs> I haven't taken the blue pill yet, but I did take one of your pills today. You did? I did. When? Um, about three o'clock. And? Um, I mean, it kind of got me out of my funk, but it's really no different than the way I feel on Ritalin. Maybe you just eat too regularly. On an empty stomach, it kills. Yeah, I did have a little uh, barbecue. Yeah. But not a lot. Yeah, I'm on Adderall now. Mm -hmm. This is my first episode on Adderall. It is. It's my first episode on Adderall <laughs> as well. Cool. <laughs> I thought about that last night. I knew we were recording today. And I thought it'd be funny if we were both on Adderall. So yeah, I took one. Um, again, about the same as Ritalin for me. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. you know, I've never taken two at once. That might do it. I took two Ritalin. Oh shit, you know what? I took three Ritalin. I took mm -hmm. two and it wasn't uh, doing what I needed it to do at the time. And so a little time had gone by and then I, I took another one and my heart rate definitely went up. Like I could kind of feel it in my chest. You know? Yeah. And kind of had that inner cornholio feeling. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, and then I was able to, to power through what I needed to power through. And that's the only time I take mine is, um, well, I just let it out. The reason that we went to uh, two episodes a month is uh, I went back to school. Mm-hmm. And I got... And he's real dumb, so he's got to take performance-enhancing drugs to do his work. Well, I, I kept... I kept starting the classes, and then I would get frustrated because... Like, I couldn't understand it. And, and it's not hard, but I could not... There's a mental block. There was a complete mental block. So I called up my psychiatrist because it would give me such anxiety and upset me that I was like, 
man, I, I want some... Uh... He's like putting his hands on me and mom. <laughs> but I told her that I'd like to get um, something to help me with my anxiety other than Klonopin. Because Klonopin, if I take like a half, it just barely sometimes take the edge off. But it hadn't been recently, so I would take a full and a full just kind of... You know, wipes you out a little bit. Yeah, and I order stuff off Amazon. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted something else like um, like a Xanax. And so we got to talking about it, and she's like, well, it sounds like it could be an intentional issue. What do you think about taking like uh, some kind of stimulant to help you with that? And I was like, you know what? That does make sense. And so, uh, yeah, she gave me Ritalin, and it has saved the day. And I uh, just finished... Uh, one of my classes a couple days ago, got my final grade today. You know what I had? It's fucked up. So I have a project. It's worth 200 points. Well, that's 100 too many. No. The, so the way it works in, uh, in the school <laughs> I'm going to, like uh, the perfect score is like 1,000. But you have this is worth 50 points, and this assignment's worth mm-hmm. 100 points, and this is worth 50 points, and the final exam's worth 200 points. And so this was my final project. It's worth 200 points. It's the last one I was waiting on to get my grade. I know it's going to get an A in the class because I'm not stupid, Jack. Yeah. Guess what grade I got on the... On 89. The, no, out of, out of 200? Oh, 199. 199.99. What a dick. Right? What did you take off 0. .01 I, for? I don't know. Isn't that some bullshit? I have <laughs> you a feeling... like your name? I have a feeling it's one of those people's like, well, there's nobody perfect except for Jesus, so I can't give you a, a 200 on this. Fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. Well, you know what? I don't care if I'm perfect, but you round up to perfect with that. No doubt. Just fucking ridiculous. All right, enough of the dilly-dally here, because you know what time it is. It's Lobby Time with Vincent Jack. Alright everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Alright, last episode, we teased that we were going to meet the great Danny Trejo. Yep. We did indeed meet the great Danny Trejo. It was uh, just a photo op at like a Comic-Con, but um, it's pretty fucking awesome. He was so nice. So nice. Shook our hands, how you doing, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. And uh, while we were shaking hands and it was doing the, like the, the handshake, kind of like your arm wrestling kind of thing, you know, you kind of yeah, go in with bring, that handshake. Bring it in. Yeah. And handshake that usually thing. a bro hug would take yeah. the place after. I don't, did I do a bro hug with him? I don't, I don't, I don't know if I did or not. No, but I think you did that and then got pulled in for the photo. He pulled me in so, so tight and held my hand during the photo. Yeah, and I had my hand on his back mm-hmm. during the photo. The interaction was all of about uh 15 seconds. Yep. But he was he was so nice and uh man we we were uh, squealing like little schoolgirls. That uh, was very cool. After we got out of there. It was very cool. Yeah. So uh shout th- out Danny Trejo. Yeah. Two thumbs up for Danny Trejo. Yep. It's a great picture too. It is a great picture. It's too bad that we don't want people to know what we look like, or else we <laughs> would uh, we would post that out there. Then you could find a way to scramble it. But I do I do think there are ways to uh, th- that doesn't remove the pixels from the photo. I believe because I, I saw this one thing. There was this pedophile, <laughs> and he he like went around. He he lived in Canada, but he traveled everywhere. You know, trying every kind of child. Oh God! And 
video. What's on the menu here in Kentucky? You know, like, well, I don't know. They went, he went to like Thailand and shit, like not in the North America. And he would make videos and he would have pictures with them while doing these things. And he would use this effect that they figured out it was in Photoshop. This was like early 2000s, I think. It just swirled his face. And so they're like, who the fuck are we finding? And then eventually, after like three years or something, they figured out how to unswirl it. And while it does scramble it, it doesn't remove the pixels. So they could just reverse it. That, that's how they caught him. That's awesome. Yeah. I would imagine once he realized that technology existed. He was fucked. Yeah. And didn't sleep well at night. I, I think he's free, though. What? Because, because the charges were from all these different areas, the, the crime wasn't committed in Canada or whatever, they could only put him away for so long. So he got like three years or Well, that's something. when the inmates are supposed to take care of him. Yeah, I know. I know. They But it's bullshit that they have safety rules. You know, they're like, well, for your own safety, we're going to put you in this section of yeah. the jail. That shouldn't be a thing. No. She'd be like, oh, you did a crime that was so bad that everyone wants to kill you? Yeah. Tough luck, man. You should be getting your head slammed against one of those metal toilets they have in there. That, that's what they did to Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, right? I, that's what I'd heard. Yeah. I think they killed him on the toilet. I, I, with, with the toilet, I, I mean. I picture them picking him up like from the the like the collar of his shirt and his belt loop, <laughs> yeah. like two guys and just Ran one, his head. two, like they're trying to beat down a door in yeah. the 1600s. But in a cinder block wall yeah. instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if an inmate murders a pedophile, it should be like, oh, you're out on good behavior. Exactly. Now. We're going to knock time <laughs> off of your sentence. If there's video right. of you doing something sexually to a kid. There doesn't need to be video. There doesn't. That makes it way worse. I was going to say there doesn't need to be a trial. Oh, we, we've all seen the video. If so, that's what uh, you're being convicted for, there doesn't need to be a trial. Well, no, not not really. There still needs to be a trial. But if there's hard evidence like that, then... Yeah. Because people can still lie. That still happens. I think the first thing that happens is um, you... You're lowered into a vat of acid up to your waist. <laughs> no, 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 so no. So you can scream. No, that's, <laughs> that's too fast. I think you get some uh, hedge trimmers. And uh, that sounds like it's gonna be fast too. No, first, first you uh, you you get that penis off those hedge trimmers. That's like no, no, like you put it, you like you put your dick in like a like a vice clamp or something, right? And you tighten it hard enough, and then you you make them stand back. Like, uh, I mean, some people maybe two steps, some people just uh, you know, a a shuffle step back, step. And then uh, you just get those uh, hedge trimmers. I have and, a better and, idea. And just go down and take care of that. Hedge trimmers are going to take it off pretty quick. You, you introduce vice grips to this thing. You you put their head in the vice grips, and then you have them stand back as far as they can, so it's stretching like an elastic band. <laughs> and you keep making them back up further and further, or like you push them until it slowly starts to rip off. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, and then their penis is starting to rip off at the base. Like Scout's you know, Guide like, to the Apocalypse. Remember that? There was a, I, a zombie, and they... Uh, I don't remember that. He was falling backwards, and they grabbed his penis, and oh, then just stretched and, and yeah, broke off. Yeah, I do remember that. But just real slow, and then maybe when it's about halfway through being torn off, you know, like, all right, take a break. And they're going to be sitting somewhere in agony, and that's when you can probably do some lemon stuff or... 
you know. You got to do something to their penis, though. Well, yeah, that's You the have thing. to attack their penis. I, I remember, I'll never forget this. I think it was on Dirty Jobs. I was a child. I was eating at the coffee table and watching Dirty Jobs in the morning, and they were fixing horses. Or like, this horse had some issue, <laughs> and they made it lay down, and they put a blanket on its head, and they had like these plier things, and they popped its ball or like it's balls. I don't know why they would do that. I swear I saw that. I don't know why six-year-old me would have thought of that. You know, I wasn't fucked up at six years old. If you're a horse and you've had your your balls squished with some type of... Uh, you're getting a horseshoe to the face. You're dead. Well, I was going to say, uh, movingbugging at gmail.com. Let oh. me know what it's all about. I sw- And it was like, oh. So you could probably do it to that pedophile guy. How do we even get to pedophiles? Danny Trejo picture blocking the faces. Okay. Uh, mentioned Mr. Swirl. Yeah. All right. Very interesting case, Mr. Swirl. Uh, last episode, we also talked about going cross country in a covered wagon and what that might be like and how long that might take. Horrible. Remember, we, we talked about like all the way across the United States, like 3,000 miles. Yeah. Like that. I remember that. So covered wagons went about eight to 20 miles a day which if you were going all the way across the country would take you anywhere from 130 to 325. And you're just not surviving that. (laughs) It'd be terrible. Especially back then, any sickness or injury, you know, like, oh, you stubbed your toe? Well, we're going to have to cut your leg off at the hip. Right. You know, like, oh. So every once in a while, talking about a war, I'll think about the wars where they just had tents and they had all the stretchers in them and you just all their bone saws. It's like, dang, I got gangrene in my pinky toe. We're going to have to cut you from the waist down. <laughs> You'll never be able to walk again, and you're going to bleed out, actually. Like, oh, I, I I, have a very mild cold. You're dead in three days. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Or, or we got to do, uh, what is it, like a, a bleeding or a bloodletting oh, or something? Oh, gosh. I, I've, I've seen. It was, I saw something recently. I don't know why they did it to her, but... They just had like this bowl on the table and they hit her in the forehead with something and she just, it was like a super soaker, a lot of pressure coming out and it's just in an arc and she's like making sure it's all arcing, like not like nine inches away. What the fuck? We are so lucky to be alive when we are now and probably if... If civilization is still around in, in 50 years or 100 years, they may look back on the 2020s and be like, man, that would have sucked to have uh, to have been sick back then. Yeah. But to go in and like, uh, I got a sore throat. And they're like, well, let me put this spigot in your side and just drain <laughs> you of some blood. And, we're, and, we're actually going to have to nail this thing in your trachea uh, and, and <laughs> you know, figure it out from there. Seriously, they, man. They just have rusty nails. They even have, like, good equipment. Like, oh, now you have tetanus? Well, have a feeding tube. We can't <laughs> We can't do this. And, you know, that might have been one of those things. It's like, uh, hey, we, they, somebody has found the cure. You know, people might have been like, oh, good. I can, I can finally get rid of this. All I got to do is, like, lose some blood. You know, that was like the latest <laughs> medical technology. Yeah. Just fucking crazy. It sucks. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I'm sure things will be like they like someone has an implant in their hand, the doctor, and they just wave it over your face. You know, like you're getting paper towels at a restaurant bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just healed. Like the nanobots come out of it like an upgrade. 
Remember the mm-hmm. guy sneezed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought it'd be cool. Maybe you go in somewhere and there's just something you just kind of stick your finger in there and it just takes like a little prick and uh, and and they're able to, you know, just start spitting out a bunch of paper and they're able to tell everything. Yeah, what you're going to have, when you're going to have yeah. it, what you're most susceptible to and just start building you up for it. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Uh, we also briefly talked about uh, Donner's Pass, which is, uh, remember I said like the Donner party, they had to like eat each other or something like that. Oh, yeah. So I looked up and got a little bit more information uh, on Donner's Pass. So there was a group of uh, 90 people and uh, they were going, I, I don't know where it is. I didn't, I, fuck it, uh, I forgot to look that up, but they had to go over this part of like the mountains before a certain date or else they could get snowed in up there. Oh, They left a little bit late and they made it up there but then they got snowed in. They they couldn't do anything. And then you, the elevation is, you have to wait months before you could even get out of there. And so they ran out of their provisions pretty quick. And let me just read you a little bit about this. Um, oh, actually, they left on time, but they took what they thought was a shortcut. Aww. And it turned out not to be a shortcut, so they got up to the, to the past late. Sounds like a movie. Uh, let's see... So there were 81 people who became stranded, and uh, half were younger than 18. Six were infants. Oh. Yeah. Children also made up the vast majority of the Donner Party's eventual survivors. So it says, uh, on December 16th, 1846, more than a month after they became snowbound, 15 of the strongest members of the Donner Party strapped on makeshift snowshoes and tried to walk out of the mountains to find help. After wandering the frozen landscape for several days, they were left starving and on the verge of collapse. The hikers resigned themselves to cannibalism and considered drawing lots for human sacrifice or even having two of the men square off in a duel. Several members of the party soon died naturally, however, so the survivors roasted and consumed their corpses. The gruesome meat gave them energy they required, and following a month of walking, seven of the original 15 made it to a ranch in California. Huh. Can you imagine that drawing like lots to see who is going to be killed and eaten or I'd rather fight for it. No doubt, man. But you're I'm not leaving this shit to luck. We got bad luck. We never won any raffle. No, we didn't. We had a bunch of raffles at my elementary school. Uh Uh-huh. And my sister went there for four years. I went there. No, for five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We each went there for five years. No raffles. No. I won some things in the cakewalk a few times. But that's like a whole game. That's Or is that lucky? I don't even remember. No, I think pretty much everybody wins, especially at the end when they're trying to get rid of all the cakes. Yeah. But a fucking duel? Hey, you two fight to the death. and uh, Or what if it's not even the death? What if it's you two fight and... Whoever gets knocked out yeah, we're is just, deemed the loser. Gosh. Stop clinching. <laughs> and you're fighting in the snow. Uh-uh. And you're already starving. And, mm-hmm. you know, God. And my brain instantly went to the wrong place when you said that there were like six infants. I was like, well, I know who's going first. Right? But yeah, that's you, such a small meal. Yeah, but... It's not going to last long. <laughs> it's like the people on a loan who, who catch like a, a fish and they're like, oh man, I can't wait to eat this fish and then they're done with it and they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm hungry again. And my, my brain had such intrusive thoughts. You wait till they get a little bit older, right? Yeah, you, but you keep them in like a cage. <laughs> No, you want. That's cage, how they do veal, right? Dude, cage free always tastes better, as they say. Oh, yeah, but I was um like, you, they'll be so tender, you know. Jeez. 
That's what my intrusive thoughts were, is it kept saying, yeah, you know, tender, good meal, you know, a baby for each of the strongest. And it's not like you're overly attached to it yet. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I said that without even thinking. Yeah. It'd be it, hard to eat someone. It, gosh. You know, if someone like, if so, I think we've gone over this before one time. And there's no way in fucking 199 episodes and some Lobby Time X's we haven't talked about cannibalism. Yeah. If I if I went to like a hibachi grill and, you know, they bring out all the raw meat and they cook it and I mm-hmm. ate it and they're like, huh, that was human. I think I'd be like, okay. But if I had to like bite a chunk out of someone's leg, yeah, dead or alive, I think it would be easier while they're alive. What? What? Whoa, whoa, what? Can you? Like, I'm talking like if you got to bite their calf like a corn on the cob. <laughs> when it's dead, it's just like, oh, like makes me want to throw up. Like the thought of being touching a dead person. So eating somebody alive is but, preferable to you? Well, not uh, taking a bite and not eating them all the way while they're alive. I, I don't know because. Hey, Paul, let me, so, let me nibble on your calf for a little bit. I need a little appetizer before this infant. <laughs> I don't uh, goes know. Into the pot. It's horrible either way. I know it would be easier dead. There's just like a thing in my head where fresh dead doesn't exist. When I think of dead, I think of decomposing. Okay, well, and, yeah. Or I think of like, they're already like hard. Well, <laughs> not there, like in their rigor mortis or whatever. Yeah. And they, they might stink a little or look a little gross. I don't, I don't think of fresh dead. Fresh <laughs> dead, sure. So if if you're in that window where, you know, they could be considered fresh dead, that would be the easiest. I feel like the the calf, I don't know why, I just, I feel like... Well, it's all jiggly. It's it's like a like a turkey leg, you know, you <laughs> just kind of hold it up, but keep the foot on there so you, you could like set it down and like come <laughs> back to it later. Well, I, yeah, if you're doing below the knee, you could probably set it down like that because mm-hmm. the bone will keep it straight. But if you did anything above the knee, you know, the, the knee's not going to stay. It's not going to lock. Yeah, it's good. It's hard to say if humans would taste like shit or not. You know, because they feed cows and stuff like these specific things. Humans are eating like Oscar Mayer weenies and stuff and you know, Twinkies. <laughs> they got to taste like shit. I don't know. If you've ever eaten a human, moviemegan at gmail.com, uh, let us know. You could probably color cover it in garlic and butter and salt and you know it probably tastes fine probably just be one of those things you're like oh it tastes like chicken all right it says during the forlorn hope expedition the hiking party included a pair of indians named salvador and luis both of whom had joined up with the donner immigrants shortly before they became snowbound the natives refused to engage in cannibalism and salvador and luis later ran off out of fear that they might be murdered once the others ran out of meat Indeed, when the duo was found days later exhausted and lying in the snow, a hiking party member named William Foster shot both of them in the head. The Indians were then butchered and eaten by the hikers. Damn. It was the only time during the entire winter that people were actually murdered for use as food. So just the, the rest of them just died. That's crazy. Well, it says not everybody engaged in cannibalism. Uh, they slaughtered all their, their animals, their pack animals. They cooked their dogs. They gnawed on leftover bones and even boiled the animal hide roofs of their cabins into a foul paste. A lot of people did die from malnutrition. The rescue process took over two months. Gosh. Only two families made it through the ordeal intact. Wow. Lucky them. Yeah. But just once you come to that realization 
once you've eaten the horses and the cows and the dogs and everything else, and you just realize, dude, it's fucking still snowing like crazy here. We're, it's, we're not going to be able to get out of here. That thought's going to have to start popping in your head. We're going to have to eat somebody. How, I mean, do you just look at the old people? Like, how do you even decide like uh, this person's not going to be helpful in us getting off this mountain once it starts thawing out or how, I know we joked about the infants earlier and there's a lot of, how, God, how do you make a decision like that? Well, survival instincts are going to help you a lot. But like you said, that only two people were murdered for food there. The rest just died. So that just makes your decision for you. Now all you got to do is make the decision to eat it. And I bet if you're starving to death, and they're cooking someone's leg over the fire, whether you want to eat it or not, you're going to. Yeah. I mean, I mean luckily they, you know, did not have to kill anybody, but, but those two, but let's just say for the sake of conversation that no one's dying. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, old people, like you were saying, old people. Yeah. Sorry. But that's a conversation, right? That somebody's like, you know, let's address the elephant in the room. We're all, we're all hungry. Doesn't have to be. Well, I know. I know. Depends that's on that's the tribe. A, like, like, like me and you wander off one day and we're like, dude, dude, I'm really fucking hungry, man. You hear my stomach? Who do you want to eat? I mean, we got to, we got to eat somebody, you know, or what are we going to do? We're going to drag them off in the middle of the night and uh, say a bear like mauled them somehow I and mean, then drag them back to camp and say, Oh, look what happened to Ernie. Oh, they, uh, they must've wandered off. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we should eat them. I don't know. Throwing that out there. Yeah. I mean, back in the 1800s, crime was easy. I, man, if you're a criminal, you'd love to live back then. You mm -hmm. can do whatever the fuck you want. And there is no ring doorbell. They got to look at your footprints on the dirt road <laughs> that you can cover up. Everybody's got boots. Yeah, just walk in front of someone that has a wagon or something. I don't know. But obviously, old people. and But old people, I feel like they're not going to taste good. Beggars can't be well, choosers. Okay. You're starving so, to death. I feel like the quality of me, I feel like it's going to be really chewy and really uh, like tough from like an old person. Yeah. And dry for some reason. <laughs> yeah, dry. Yeah. And we don't, we don't have any A1. True. Yeah. We have, we have snow and dirt and <laughs> yeah. Maybe some salt left over because salt kept food from going bad. So you, you probably have some kind of salt. Yeah. And then, yeah, once all of them are gone, then that's when shooting dice or <laughs> or fighting becomes the thing. God, what a... Awful. Yeah, I'd be afraid to sleep. Well, yeah. I mean, if I was there, if... So you said two families lived intact. If we're, we're sleeping in shifts, me and you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to have our, our fucking Schofield revolvers or whatever they had in 1881. And you know what? I, I might even put the, the cowboy hat in front of my face, pretending I'm sleeping. And then I, I hear someone go for one of y'all three. They, they start. Bow! And then, hey, free meal. They we, start tying a napkin around their neck. <laughs> yeah, I, I start know. looking at you. murderer. Like they they're the lobster bib. Yeah, and they're looking at you, and you just know in their mind they're just seeing you as like a, a turkey mm -hmm. fresh out of the oven. Yeah, and this is bound to happen. Maybe this is just a movie thing. I really don't think it is. Someone's going to go insane. Someone's going to be batshit. Then mm -hmm. you kill them. Yeah. Yeah, that person... You you kill them next because they're and there's a liability. There's going to be people who just give up hope, 
right? Yeah, and they're, and they're like, just yeah, gonna just kill me. They're th- gonna walk into the kitchen, or the, there's gonna be that that big cauldron boiling, and they're just gonna step in, and you're gonna just have your salute going. <laughs> you know, say nothing. I wonder if any of them. I, I highly doubt it, but I wonder if any of them had the thought process of like, damn, why won't Fat Betsy die? <laughs> I guarantee I'm you. Trying to eat, I'm trying to eat her. Yeah, about six weeks in of <laughs> not eating. Yeah. Like, fucking die already. They're like setting up traps. Like, they're like going in and out of like consciousness. And every time they open their eyes back up, they put their forks and knives behind <laughs> right? their backs. Yep. Yep. No one wants to be the one to put them out of their misery. You keep like burying rocks in the snow in front of her, hoping that she'll trip on it later or. <laughs> Putting her in just awful situations. Yeah. Hey, uh, climb up that tree. I think there. I think I heard I saw something. an apple up there. Yeah. <laughs> like, Motherfucker, die! Just die! Yeah. <laughs> I want to eat you. <laughs> I think my gun's jammed. Are you, are you, are you looking at <laughs> looking the barrel for me? Yeah. Can you juggle these knives? And yeah, there's no video evidence of anything. Man, it must have been so fucking easy to murder someone in 1881. Like, say everyone's asleep at this soon-to-be cannibal camp, or it is a cannibal camp because you're doing this plan. Yeah, my, my gun's jammed. Can you check it out for me? And then everyone is asleep. You shoot them, and then you're like, they accidentally pulled the trigger. They were holding it. There's no CCTV looking at you murder this person. God, and then the people that don't trust you, you just shoot them. And then you become the leader. And then everyone, you're, you are so feared that no one's going to do anything to you. except And, and then you, the guys that are most likely to, the people that are most likely to, you just kill them too and then make them jerky. You're in the snow. And now you're wearing like fur. You have like a, you've turned everyone's scalps into a coat. And then, yeah, you're just evil. You got like a throne with the skulls and everything. Like <laughs> yeah. you hung their heads on the pike. But now it's just their, their skull with some brown blood stains on them. And then you just stay up there at Donner's Pass and wait for the next people to come <laughs> yeah, up. And, and you're you like, hey, rest leave. here for a while. They just never leave. You make a house out of bones. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, what? Way back in the day would have been really like, say you're you're robbing stagecoaches and like you're-, you're You kill- can just run up next to it. You don't have to blow up a Brinks truck. Right. Going 70 on the highway. You can just like and, mosey up to it and be like- and you kill everybody Bang. so nobody knows. Yeah. And and my thoughts are you just maybe you even make a wanted poster when you go into town and, and take it to town and say, hey, this guy, you know, you draw somebody who looks nothing like you. This guy, I just brought this from the, the next town. He's the one who's been killing everybody on these stagecoach yeah. robberies and stuff. <laughs> do you mind if I hang this in the saloon window in case he comes into town? Yeah. And then you just go out and do your shit again. And then when you come back, like, dude, I saw him. I saw him rob this thing and he, he rode off near a... Pondersville, right? Yeah. It's, Nobody's going to fucking know. I, I wonder how many Billy the Kids existed. Like, oh, there's another robbery. Oh, must have been Billy the Kid. Exactly. Uh, his, <laughs> now his bounty's up to three mil. It's like, I want Westworld to be a thing so I can go do some shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> born in the wrong century, weren't we? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, that's a little history for you about uh, Donner's Pass. That was really good. And lastly, lastly, uh, last uh, episode, we had an Ask Jack from uh, Movie Muggin Fan. Oh, uh, yes. From Muggin Land. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he gave an email that was Movie Muggin, and then it had a number, like Movie Muggin Fan 97, or I can't yeah. remember what, what number it was. And I was like, 
that's not real. So I emailed him and said, hey, thanks for, uh, I said, hey, greetings, Movie Muggin fan. Thanks for submitting a question for Ask Jack. If you would like a Movie Muggin sticker, please reply with an address for me to send it to. I'm curious to see what state Muggin land is in. Thank you so much for listening and interacting with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, evidently, it is a real email address. Wow. Because We Kayton, now have an email named after us. I know. <laughs> That's not yours. That's how you know we've made it. Uh, his name is Caden. K-A-Y-D-E-N. Okay. have no idea where he's... Well, he's from Mugginland. So. I, I, I know a Caden. It's spelled like that. Oh, interesting. Our new one. Did I talk about him? I went to that troubled school with him. He's the big, long-haired, blonde guy. Okay. With the middle finger pendant. He was like... Kind of like a countryish gangster. Uh, he was he was cool. Oh, was he? he? I haven't talked to him in years, but that was 2018. I graduated before he did. Okay, and then didn't talk to him for a long time. And then we're friends on Steam on the computer, and we were playing the same game. So I like hit him up. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's play. So we're playing medieval, <laughs> and we're like crushing people's heads with the same weapon, just killing everybody. Hadn't talked to him since, but, but yeah, like a couple of years went by in between graduating, then playing with him, and then yep, you'll get you'll get the you up text pretty soon. <laughs> he was cool. <laughs> he he tried to fight some guy, that was really cool. <laughs> no, I was seventeen, but so Caden says Mugginland has no address. It is not here or there. It is not present or past. Okay, Mugginland's a state of mind. Uh, I guess he doesn't trust us. Well, the yeah. address. Would you? No. I mean, I don't. I don't want a sticker bad enough to give anyone my address. No, I, I don't either. Like it's a sticker, and I. Mean, if you don't want us to know where you live, <laughs> just give us your work address, and we'll send it there. Yeah. In a, a plain envelope, nothing that's going to out you for being a movie mugging fan. Although oh, I'm going to write flashlight on it. <laughs> <laughs> flashlight instructions. Sorry, we forgot to include those <laughs> yeah. in your recent purchase. Uh, he goes on to say, right now I am with Shrek smoking a fat blunt while watching the Wiggles. So lots, lots of callbacks to our uh, last episode. Yeah. Sorry for judging you, but why the fuck would you watch the Wiggles of all things? High? Still. Dude, uh... High doesn't mean that you have no standards. Um, I mean... And so if we both got high right now, you come sit in this chair over here where you watch the movie, what is the likelihood that you choose Wiggles over Anything else? Is it an episode with Henry the Octopus? Because yeah, that, that Captain could change Feather Sword was cool. And, I mean, you know. yeah, Wags the dog. Uh, but <laughs> like, I don't I know. know. It was a joke, and you he's know, not well, doing it. But, but like, it was just you know, got my gears turning. Well, so here's the thing: he might be your age. It might be the Caden from the Trouble School. Who, who knows? And yeah. let's <laughs> just say, since he is your age, he grew up with the Wiggles too. And listening to our last episode when we talked about the Wiggles. It was just like a nostalgic moment for him, and so he just yeah. fired up the blunt okay, and just put on <laughs> Wake Up Jeff and had a good time with it. You just never know. know or what? what's just... the song where they're, they're riding in the car? There's beeping in it. There was beeping in it. There was definitely beeping. Hold on. Big red car? Was it the yes, big red car? Yes, yes. There's... Da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Big red car. Yeah. Big red car. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Um, wake Up Jeff mm-hmm. and... I would be hard-pressed to think of a single other Wiggles song. Wasn't there one about spaghetti? Yeah. Okay. There, what what about... Daisy the Dinosaur oh, sang yeah. some songs. Yeah. And what about uh, Captain Feathersword's Magic Buttons? <laughs> I don't <laughs> you, really you would, recall. He would press them, and then like he would go in fast motion and stuff. <laughs> that's that's kind of <laughs> funny. 
I again. Maybe it would be good. I think it would. Prime choice. It absolutely would be because you haven't seen the Wiggles in fucking fifteen years. Okay, I, I didn't think about the nostalgia factor. I just thought of raw. I'm gonna get high and watch the Wiggles. It's like, what? Any of my friends would be like, why? I don't want to watch that. No, but I bet they'd enjoy it. Yeah. Because they all watched the yeah. Wiggles when they were kids, too. Yeah. Definitely. But <laughs> anyway, it's it's cool that uh, that is his actual email address. And and I hope whenever uh, he's he's giving it out for like rewards programs and they're like, hey, can we get your email address? And he's like, movie mug and fan uh, 47. And uh, they're like, oh, okay, what what is that? And then he tells them what it is, and then we just blow up in that store. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> and then we just they tell they each tell everyone like a pyramid scheme. Have you ever <laughs> have you uh, heard of movie mugging? There's a a guy on TikTok, and uh, his whole thing is uh, he signs up for rewards with just terrible email addresses. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's uh, well, like at the store. Yeah, oh. and there's somebody filming him. They're like, oh, can we get an email address uh, for to sign up for the rewards? He's like. Uh, I got crabs from a hooker, 1969 at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> just, yes. So, so many awful. great ones. Anal sex with Steven Seagal at, uh, hotmail. <laughs> I, when I worked at Vans, there was only a few times where people said like an embarrassing one mm-hmm. and, and they weren't like embarrassing. It was like, oh, I've had this email since I was eight embarrassing Mm -hmm. and some people just didn't say anything and had no reaction like one of my emails is has dog in it Mm d-a-w-g and i would i would feel awkward saying that to anyone for a real reason j-dog and yeah people are being like saying their eight-year-old emails Mm -hmm. well not eight-year-old but since i was eight emails and then straight face and then a couple people i remember being like oh that's my old email yep. it's like yeah sure lava boy <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what if you've had it for a long time and you are getting emails from all these different places or yeah, whatever why'd you make a new one yeah uh, and just don't join the rewards program or get a new email to join the rewards program yeah i i have the j-dog email and then i have the uh, actual email. The one that I signed you up for, uh, the nude cruises. And, oh, uh, I, haven't, I haven't checked for the nude cruise email. Oh, you want to see if you got a nude cruise email? See if there's one coming up that we can go sure. to as a family? And I, I've seen plenty of velvet box ones. Yeah. When you actually signed it up for the nude cruise I one, I told too. you I did. That same email? Mm-hmm. It's cruising season, too. All right. Although I'd never go on a cruise, man. I just I've seen a lot of videos recently of like cruises and typhoons or something with fucking the big ass waves, chairs flying around. Um, it's the last call from the velvet box to save my seat uh, and get ready to blow him away. Eggplant emoji. Mm. Um, wait, is this one of those? Oh, it's an ad for one of those like things you control with your phone. So like if. If you put your butt plug in in Wisconsin <laughs> and, and I was right here, I could like mess with how much it's vibrating and stuff. I, I see those all the time where, where like a lady puts some vibrating thing, whether it's in her panties or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and the dude's pressing the button. And she's while all in, across the table like, ah. or they're in the grocery store yeah. and she's like, don't, don't you do it. But you know what? You're wearing them. Come on. Well, that's going to do it it's for a video Two, It's like, oh, funny, kinky, haha, we're in public. But like. The people who are like, oh, I'm going off to college. I'm going to miss my boyfriend. 
You know, they they have one of those things. I and guess. They text each other, hey, you ready? Winky, winky. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is he supposed to have? If she's got something... I, I think there's some dude thing, too. What kind of dude I, thing? I don't know. What kind of dude thing would you even something want? Something you put your dick in. And it's just hooked up to something, and she just goes... I don't know. Yeah, Bluetooth blowjob. Um, I don't, I don't think you, I think you might have misspelled my... Check in your spam. It might be in my spam. I, I scrolled all up. the way down to uh, June 20th. Okay. I guess. So nothing? No. All right. Well, I'll go back and then I'll uh, find some other places to sign you up. Because I know that's the email that you like getting things. <laughs> not, not your job. And I can easily unsubscribe, but... Yeah, that's true. So thanks again, Caden for uh, your question last week. And, and thanks for making a movie mugging uh, at Yahoo email address. Why, why did you say at Yahoo? You could just, yeah, just not specifically Yahoo, but <laughs> thanks for making a movie mugging email. Anyway, Caden, thanks for being a fan. We, uh, we appreciate you. And we love it when people reach out to us. It's really fucking cool. It is cool. All right, got anything else? Hey, Steven Seagal, we're going to fuck at 8 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's tomorrow, Jack. Today's, today is Thursday. I forgot I yeah. made that appointment. Shit. Huh. Might eat him. <laughs> he probably tastes good. going to eat that ass. I know that. He's, he's fat as shit now. Where y'all, where y'all meeting? Between here and Russia. Okay. I guess. You better leave pretty quick. You going <laughs> to leave right after the episode? <laughs> Which arm are you going to let him break? <laughs> he couldn't if he tried. Steven Seagal can do it with two fingers. I don't think he could. All right. Anything else, Jack? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right. Today's movie came out in 2012. That's the year the world was supposed to end, wasn't it? Yeah. It's rated R. It's an hour and 52 minutes. 69% on Rotten Tomatoes and 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. And 84% of Google users like this movie. All right, let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. There are many passionate kisses. A man's bare buttocks are seen. Okay. The first half of the movie has several scenes with the two main characters doing weed as a natural part of every day. It always bothers me when people (laughs) say doing weed. It's the Mormon mothers. And it's realistic enough to teach watchers how it's done. Okay. (laughs) Uh, There's one use of cunt. One use of cocksucker. Love that word, too. One use of snob. Okay. 55 uses of fuck. Other profanities also include 47 shit, 22 ass, asshole, pussy, tits, cock, son of a bitch, bastard, prick, dick, and whore. This movie is called Ted. Sweet. I remember this was like my friend's favorite movie in sixth grade or something like that. I know like the concept. Ted is also a movie that you would think that we would have already done. Exactly. Being the podcast we are. And you would have picked it. Yeah. So. Especially because you haven't seen it. Yeah. Which is really, really bizarre to me because 2012, how old were you in 2012? 12, dumbass. Okay. (laughs) It's easy. I was trying to count backwards. I didn't didn't think about it. 2000. That makes it even. (laughs) So this would have been one of those forbidden movies that you probably couldn't have waited to see. I remember wanting to see it. Okay. Well, you looking forward to it then? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2012's Ted. Yep. 
starring Marky Mark and uh, Mila Kunis and Giovanna Ribisi and um, Ted the Teddy Bear. Seth MacFarlane. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. He's a fucking. He's a genius, man. Yeah. He's he's a fucking genius. Rich he is, from writing simple stories and using his voice. He is so funny, though. Yeah, he really has a great sense of humor, and he he pushes it all the time. He just goes places that most people don't, and it's I appreciate it. It's a breath of fresh air. I can I, find humor anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. He, and I, I love thinking about people watching and getting mad, and I'm like. Yeah, he got him. Yeah. I mean, in this one, uh, there was that moment where uh, Marky Mark is like, man, I hope you get Lou Gehrig's disease. You know, yeah, it's like, a horrible thing would, to say to somebody. People would get very angry about that. Uh-huh. Isn't that ALS? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. That's bad stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, Stephen Hawking had it, right? Mm, yeah, I believe he it did. It just slowly destroys your body. Yeah. It's shitty. All right, let me give the 50 Cent Tour. This movie is about a uh, a young boy played by Marky Mark. Well, it wasn't Marky Mark at the time. Yeah. And uh, he gets his teddy bear for Christmas, and he doesn't have any friends, so he wishes the bear would come uh, to life. Be his best friend. And the bear does come to life, and uh, they grow up together, and then you fast forward, and uh, they're, like, smoking weed, uh, mm-hmm. just sitting on the couch, and they've grown up together. They're, like, 35 and just uh, living kind of a bachelor life. But uh, Marky Mark is uh, going out with Mila Kunis. Four years. And still hanging out with Ted all the time. Mila kind of wants to get more serious, but uh, Ted keeps pulling uh, Marky Mark kind of back into his uh, crazy days. And so it kind of causes some conflict, and uh, they end up breaking up, and then they end up rescuing Ted and getting back together because Ted gets kidnapped by... uh, And murdered. An awesome character played by Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. Fantastic. I really like that guy. I've seen him... Like some movies, like he was in uh, Gone in sixty Seconds. I really liked his character there. He was he was really grimy, and just kind of a. Then he get like shot. Uh no, he didn't get shot. His he, brother. No, his brother's Nicolas Cage. Oh, um, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah, he did get halfway crushed in a car in front of Nicolas Cage. Oh, and uh, then Nicolas Cage had to steal fifty cars in one night or something. That like was that. a cool movie. It was a good especially movie, especially the thong part. There's a thong part? Yeah, they are like parked outside of like this like rich young couple's house and you know they're oh, in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage are parked in front. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that scene. Were you young when you saw that? Yes. And that just kind of stuck out to you. That's the only way I would remember that. When's the last time you've seen that? Oh, years. Okay. Like if you picked it, it would be a whole lot of me being like, oh yeah. Cause I've seen it multiple times. But just not since I was like 13. It's got the great Robert Duvall in there. I love Robert Duvall. He was the old man. Okay. Well, uh, moving the only on. Duvall I know is Shelley. Oh, no. Uh, I can't. I know I've heard of Robert Duvall. He's great. Oh, um, Jack Reacher, the first Jack Reacher. He was the guy that owned the. Uh, the Siberian the, guy with no fingers? No, no. He owned the uh-huh. gun range. Uh, oh, and he like came to support. Uh huh. I don't remember what he looks like, oh, but I remember the. He's great. The character. He's great. Uh, I love that guy. Um, he'd be one of those guys. I don't think we've done a movie with him in it, but he would be one of those guys where if I was making a movie and I got to pick like 10 actors or whatever, he would be one of them. Really? Oh, yeah. I really, really like him. Cool. Really, really like him. I almost picked a movie that he was in several times, but it's really fucking long, oh. and he's not in there a ton. 
But it's a it's a classic movie. I'm going to pick it one day. Citizen Kane? It is not Citizen Kane. We said we're going to do that for our 1,000th episode. Because, <laughs> I hope we don't make it there. Because it's it's supposedly, <laughs> according to like AFI, which is the American Film Institute, the greatest movie of all time. I can't say I'm excited to ever see it. And I watched it in film school, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> That's the greatest movie of all time? That's, it's not good. It's 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 stupid. Well, well, that's because we're simply too dumb to appreciate. Well, I mean, it's from 1940, I think. AKA dog shit. There's just no possible way for something that old to hold up. Uh, I disagree. And maybe like cinematography. No, but there was nothing special about it. But acting, there's no shot. It was no all, special effects. No, there was no special effects. It in looks it. like shit. It was black and white. The whole premise is, I think he's like a, a media mogul or something, um, and super rich, and he's an asshole, and nobody likes him. There's probably a blonde woman in it. I don't remember. That is pretty good looking. I don't remember, but his his dying words were Rosebud, and everybody wants to know, what does that mean? I know who, what who, that means. Who is Rosebud? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that wasn't uh, called that back then. No, they didn't have Urban Dictionary back then. <laughs> uh, you're lucky you've never seen Rosebudding. Uh, yeah. It's nasty. No, that's funny uh, Who that's would put now? their mouth on that? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and for then, those who don't know, anal prolapse and someone else is a mouth action on it. Yeah, I, I saw that in eighth grade. I didn't even know what an anal prolapse was before that video. The first time I knew, learned what an anal prolapse was, some guy with the handlebar mustache was licking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember it. Did somebody show that to you or did you search it up? I did not search okay. that up. I, my friend group, they were uh -huh. all leagues ahead in uh -huh. dirty brother. mindedness. A few of them had older brothers. Uh -huh. Yeah, so it's just... Did you giggle yeah. or were you like... <gasps> I was horrified. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> I've seen a lot of things on there, but mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm better for it. Yeah. You know, I've seen things I... You bring more to the show. That I, that I <laughs> wish I didn't see. Yeah. I wish I could forget, but, you know, it's funnier. And it just works out, too, because you're a dark bastard, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you didn't know that in eighth grade. Oh, no. I hid the real me from you for a long time. <laughs> and then the real me started peeking out. And and, and then I was you, like, you look uh, at mom, you're like, do I have permission? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> like, what I was about to say. You know the meme where the guy's wiping his sweaty brow and there's the two red buttons? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> you. <laughs> so when I first uh, came out, uh, if you will. I don't uh, remember. Okay. If, to me, it's basically always been like this because mm -hmm. I got that dark period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. I knew it wasn't always like that, but I just can't remember, yeah, like a certain point. The only thing I really remember was uh, against the wishes of your mom <laughs> was uh, letting you hear my CDs of my music. But I think that gave you a little more insight to uh, yeah. me, <laughs> the real me, <laughs> the one that I hide from uh, everybody, Yeah, especially the bishops I work with. Uh, did you hear about the nun? Well, they, they they mess with children anyway. There was a nun. They got darker secrets than you. A nun and a priest fucked. <gasps> uh-huh. Yes! Yeah. That is such a dog shit rule. You must ruin your life to be this religious. And now... Thou shall not <laughs> ejaculate. <be> horny. <laughs> do you think priests beat off? Yes! And what do they, you mean? Well, I don't know. There is no... Now, monks don't beat off. The guys who wear the orange... 
that guy burnt himself alive. Yeah, the, the the people that run with him, there's no way they have any sort of sexual urges ever. He should have masturbated right before he dumped <laughs> gasoline on himself. Well, just, but just then to he feel goes straight once. to hell. Yeah. That's not that's not fair. There's no way, especially in America. I could believe in other places, maybe priests don't masturbate. But in America, it's all fucked anyway. Everyone who's religious is faking it. You but know? okay, but not everybody. Not everyone, but so, a, a lot of the high up people. You know, if the people in the Catholic Church were fucking little boys, then you would think not, they're all. all right. Not everybody in the Catholic Church is okay, fucking little okay. boys. Here, hear me out. I, I compare religion and the government. They're yeah. the same exact thing. Fair. Everyone is selfish. Doesn't give a shit about what they're actually doing, except for those few people. Yeah, you keep saying everyone. Uh, yeah, because basically, you know, you got 199.99 on your test. <laughs> you know, there are some people who are in the clergy or whatever who, like, they're it's all really in. care about people. They're, and they're all in. Do you think they masturbate? I mean, why not? I don't know. Every Everyone's willing to believe... In, in some religion at some point until it was like, you can't masturbate. I feel like that is a rule where every human is like, come on, Jesus. Like, what the fuck? He never said you can't masturbate. But but you know what I mean. It's it for sake of simplicity. Like, it's like, come on. You know, and then all the other, like, religions, like, banning certain things, like Mormons aren't supposed to have caffeine or whatever. Yeah. It's like... No one said that. Not supposed to cut. You said that. No, John Smith read it out of a hat. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> dum, dum, totally dum, 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 dum. <laughs> hey, we're going to see Book of Mormon uh, next month. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize it was next month. Uh-huh. About, cool. uh, about a uh, month from today, I think. Something like that. Cool. And uh, you're going to love it. Yeah, I know I we talked about it before, and I, I'm not super excited and you say it's life-changing, then I bet it's really funny. Phenomenal. But yeah, I don't know the whole story, but a nun and a priest ended up fucking. And now she, I think, is suing the Catholic Church for like $40 million or something like that? I'm going to have to read uh, read up on it a little bit more. But um, I just remember seeing the headline that a nun and a priest fucked, and I thought, good for them. Uh, all right, let's see what the internet has to say. When John Bennett, played by Marky Mark, uh, was a little boy, he made a wish that Ted, played by Seth MacFarlane, his beloved teddy bear, would come alive. Thirty years later, foul-mouthed Ted is still John's constant companion, much to the chagrin of Lori, played by Mila Kunis, uh, John's girlfriend. Though Lori's displeasure is exacerbated, though Lori's displeasure is exacerbated, that's I can't say that exas exas exacerbated exas. How do you say that? Exacer. Exacerbated. Exacer. Exacerbated. Yeah, say acer, but ix before it. Exacerbated. Exacer. Well, eggs. <laughs> like, you don't say, well, exer exercise. You don't do that sharp. Just just say it. Exacerbated. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> you just said the masturbated one. Exacerbated. There we go. So Lori's oh. displeasure is exacerbated. <laughs> by the, Why do you keep restarting? By the pair's constant consumption of beer and weed. She's not the one who's most disappointed with John. It may take the intervention of John's boyhood toy to help him grow up at last. Do this movie, $50 million budget, worldwide, 
$550 million this one made. That is a lot of profit. That is crazy. So the kid at the very beginning, um, what, he's like eight years old, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's eight. So I started thinking, you know, the actor, he's not able to see the movie that he acted in more than likely. He might see his part. Yeah, exactly. He's just going to have his little part. And then it's like, well, I want to see the rest of the movie. Like, he has no idea what it's even about. He, for all he yeah. knows, it's a little stuffed teddy bear in him. And his parents are like, well, you can't see the rest of it. Why? Well, well I want to know what adventures we go on when we're older. So he was only able to probably watch about 15 minutes of this movie <laughs> yeah. until he like turned 16 or 17. Yeah. And then his parents are like, all right, you watch Ted. And he must have been like, holy shit. <laughs> cool movie. <laughs> no doubt. That's something that I've, I've thought about before. Um, just kids being in a movie and you not know, being able to see it. Yeah, it's 15 years before they can even see what they were even a part of. And, you know, I've heard also that there are some actors out there that don't watch their movies. I, I feel like I've heard that too. Which is is crazy. And I think I had it like in a lobby time where I was going to tell you the actors that didn't do it. I can't remember who they were. I think Joaquin Phoenix maybe doesn't watch all his, which I can totally see. He's mm, a weird yeah, dude. Joaquin Phoenix. But the way they film movies, you're doing parts at different times. Mm -hmm. And so you it, it would be hard not to see the final product all put together like I... Especially, say you're Keanu Reeves and you played John Wick. I'm totally watching that. I'm like, damn. I want to see look how at me they go. <laughs> I'm badass. I want to see how they edited it together and just kind of how it all came together. It's such a waste. Now I can understand if you're one of those people that it's like cringe to watch yourself on the screen and you yeah. just like But you get over it. You see all the negatives. I hated oh, I hearing myself that. when we first started this. Mm -hmm. I can hear myself all day now and no problem. So I would assume it would be the same thing, but a little bit more difficult. And watching yourself act. Also, maybe not all actors are really movie people. You know, they, they got good at acting mm -hmm. because they like acting. Maybe. And they just enjoy that aspect. Yeah. And, and they don't need to see the They enjoy product. being on set, but I don't really want to watch a movie. Yeah. It's like... Uh, I could see people doing that. You're familiar with Saved by the Bell, right? With uh, Enough. Yeah, Zach Morris and A.C. Slater and Screech and, and Kelly Kapowski. And a girl who and, had like the curly hair. Uh-huh. And yeah. Lisa Turtle and Mr. Belding. It was one they of those. They hung out at the diner or whatever. Yeah. Was it Max's diner or something like that? I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Max's. It was so bad that it was good. And it was one of those, is like <laughs> I watched it even though I was too old to watch it. Yeah. Because there was just something about it that was appealing. It, it's terrible. And the acting's terrible. But it's a guilty pleasure for probably everybody from age 40 to 55, or maybe 35 to 55. But the, the main guy in it, Zach Morris, played by Mark Paul Gossler, I think, never watched an episode, according to him. Hmm. And so he started his own podcast called like The Zach Files or something. I can't, something like that, where he would watch the episode and then have the podcast about it, which was, was pretty cool. That, that is crazy because neither of us have ever listened to one of our episodes. And we, we could start a, a podcast. Right. Well, once, we, once we're done with Movie Muggin. <laughs> It'll be the movie Muggin Files. I mm -hmm. just thought of that name. And we could just react. We listen to the babysitter. We do them in order. We listen to the babysitter and we like, dude, I really liked it when I said this thing. But I do think it would be kind of fun. I haven't heard our first episode since. And I think it could be fun to do whatever we're going to call them from now on, Lobby Time X or whatever, someday. Listening to the first one and then a long time later listen to another one just for shits and giggles 
And they are super short. They're fucking I know. minutes. We made like 25-minute episodes. We did. And How does that work? I've often thought it'd be really, really fun, but we have way too many episodes now to just kind of go through them and just pull out what I think are kind of like the greatest hits of the best stuff that we've ever done and then just kind of put something together. Um, and you could just separate it in groups of 50 or whatever, and you don't, you can like skim them or whatever you want. Just make it a little more bite size. Because I would even like to know, like when we did the uh, the Amy underscore fart sixty nine, I'd like to be able to say, "Oh man, you got to go listen to that fart shout out that we paid for." It's episode, you know. But I don't know. We <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. That you paid for through did. through my cash app <laughs> and like uh, fart of the week and um, yeah, it would be cool to know when certain events took place. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I heard Elton John, <laughs> or, the, or the fart of the yeah first fart of the week. Uh-huh. That would be it'd be fun to have like it's like putting um, sticky notes in a textbook. Yes, yes, I'd love to be able to do that. I'd love to be able to refer to it and say, "Man, go back and listen to this episode where we did this." And yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, Ted. Yep. So, out of all your stuffed animals, which one would you want to come to life? Would it be meat stick? I mean, it would have to be Meat Stick, because I never really had another name for that little dog. And my prized one is a blankie. Yeah. <laughs> you have a blanket coming alive. It's, like Towly. I was going to say, it would, I'd have to, it'd have to be like Towly. So I me- guess Meat Stick. Meat Stick is a is, monkey. He's a monkey, and it's one of those that uh, it has Velcro on its hand, so you can put it around your neck like he's giving no, you a not. hug. What? No, that, uh, that was Namebo. Oh, I, I thought that was your sister's. Namebo was, yeah, my sister's. So I had another one like that, but mm-hmm. Meat Stick is just straight up stuffed animal monkey. And he's not the one with the metal bar in his arm. When you like push it, it goes, uh, uh, uh. oh, I know that. Yeah, it's not him. Yeah. He's like a blonde, like golden monkey. You know, I think in the future that they will be able to have like a AI stuffed bears or stuffed animals oh. that will really be able to be yeah like we'll talk to you and interact with you that would be cool when i worked at toys r us answer uh, your questions and all that they they talked about it in the show i wish you were a teddy ruxpin so there was a uh, these things called teddy ruxpin and they were stuffed animals and you'd put a cassette tape in them and press play and his mouth and his mouth would move <laughs> as he like read the stories to you and stuff really really popular there was a it was called uh Polly Parrot or something like that, where you could press a button and record something there and press play. And I had one would, of those. It would it would repeat it, and so I put "I love you, mom and dad" in mine as like a little lion or something. We would always go and uh, hear what somebody had put in there, and of course, people you know, teenagers came in there and put some pretty vile stuff in there, or <laughs> we would say pretty tame for back then. I'd be like, "Hey, Mike, uh, go uh, go go listen what uh, Polly." Parrot has to say to you. <laughs> We'd leave some good messages for each other, especially <laughs> on the night funny. shift. And then you gotta like reset it before you leave. Yeah, or else you're fucked. Well, not 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 necessarily. I guess the audio quality wasn't so great. So I don't know how much we're gonna get in the story. I mean, I already kind of told you what it's about. Yeah. They they smoke weed and have a good time. There was there's this uh, crazy father and son that wanted Ted. Yeah, and Giovanni. Re- Ribisi played the dad, and he was such a great creep. Unhinged. Creep vibe to him. And very mentally ill. 
And, uh, you know, he's, can I buy your bear? And no, the bear's not for sale. It's a person. Then he shows up to try to uh, kidnap him, and then he finally does kidnap him. But when he comes up and tries to buy Ted for the first time, and Marky Mark gets up, and the kid, who, how old's this kid? Like 10? Yeah. Marky Mark says something, and the kid says something like, you stand up straight when you talk to me. And Marky and Mark's like, what I the fuck are you talking about? And the guy's like, don't you cuss at my kid. Be illegal. So That's fucked. I well, was waiting for that kid to get hit. I had a yeah. feeling he was going to get hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marky uh, Mark knocked waiting. him out, and, and it was okay. But I was just thinking, if somebody came up to you and their kid was a complete dick, at what point, if they're not being reprimanded by their own parent, at what point would you be like, look, bitch, you know? What, it, to the the mom? No, the, to, the, to the kid. Oh. Like, if the kid's just talking shit to you, and mom or dad, they're not doing anything. Like, Garrett, honey. <laughs> well, or they're just not doing anything. I feel like at some point you should be able to say, look, motherfucker, uh, shut your shut fucking hole. Fuck right? But then the parent would totally get offended at something like that, but you know? But what does it matter? Well, this uh, guy said a bad word to my but, kid. But and then the, everyone's like, oh, little frown at you. And then they keep going about their business. But let's say it's you. not illegal. I know, but let's say like you you know them, right? And their kids well, that just makes being it a, way harder. Exactly. Because like, so if. You should be able to tell a kid, shut yeah, the fuck up. If I went to my friend's house and his kid is seriously being a dick, not like joking around, there's nothing you can do, I don't think. Would you tell your friend, dude, really? Well, but then that's the biggest insult a parent can take, whether they deserve it or not. You know, you just are hardwired to know to not tell parents how to parent because every parent's different. Like, if someone was telling you how to parent, you wouldn't feel happy with them. But if it was a, if it was a friend, too, it's like, how do you approach that? You just feel awkward. I'd much rather tell a stranger than my friend. Well, yeah. It's hard to be so respectful because you're walking on eggshells with that topic, no matter what. I mean, there's some people who might take that criticism okay, but a lot of people are going to get offended. So I feel like you just don't. You just don't chance it. But... Everybody's got to have their point, right? Even if it's a friend and their kids just acting a fucking if complete terror and hitting me and, stuff. and and just being disrespectful as hell, you know. But I can't tell you how many times I've just wanted to fucking parent a kid. Like I, I told you before, I was like in Golden Corral or a Chinese restaurant or yeah. something, and this little kid's just running around and nobody's doing anything. I hate at when all. kids run around. And it's like, let's stage a fake kidnapping and see if they ever let their kid run around again. He his hands were grimy. And he kept coming over to our table and like looking at us and then leaving. And every time he came over, I was just like, please just fucking leave. And then he came over another time and he fucking touched me with his grubby little fucking hands. And I kept looking over at the table where he's supposed to be, hoping somebody would make eye contact with me and call the little shit back. That's bullshit that you got to play that little game. I know, I know. And I just wish I could go back and say, bitch, come get your fucking brat. (laughs) Right here. Right right fucking now. I really just kind of wanted to put my hand on his face, you know, just cover up his whole face and just fucking push him out of the way. Yeah. But I totally think that you should be able to reprimand a kid in public if the parents aren't fucking doing it. Like it, like you're just walking in the mall and some kid is just being a complete fucking asshole and the parents aren't doing anything. You should be able to walk over there and look and, and just get on your knees in front of him and say, look, you little son of a bitch. You need to quit fucking acting like this. And if you don't, I'm going to break your nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> and gonna, the parent should then be like, wow, that that is so my bad. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe tip you. Yes. Maybe that should, that should be a service. Mm-hmm. There, there should be people who get paid, you know, like undercover cops. They're undercover nannies walking around in malls. You know, they're like, they got the base, like baseball cap with no logo on it, you know, just... Or... Just come and spank your kid for you. Rather than reprimanding the kid, you should just be able to go up and just slap the parent across the face and get their attention and just point at the brat. Say, there, handle that. <laughs> handle it now. Do people still spank their kids? Oh, I'm sure. Because, like, I, I feel like, one, wasn't there, like, a big controversy? Oh, like yeah. Like, a, a long time ago about it? Uh, Not I, that I, it really um, changed much. I, there was, like, a, I mean, it's like anything else. There's... There's, there was like a whole book that came out of uh, how to nurture, you know, positive children oh. or something. And, you know, people Books jump on don't board. Matter. It's like a fucking diet. There's there's a new diet every every six weeks that people jump on that bandwagon. And I think there used to be a lot of parenting books that, uh, no, this is why they're turning out like this is because you're taking off that belt and beating their ass. And No. No. I, I, I think if I was getting whooped by a belt, I would have made a lot less mistakes growing up. But then again, it's like, at what age do you stop? At what age does that start to seem more inappropriate? Like, like if I'm a teenager... Junior high. Yeah, like, teenager, you don't spank them. It's like, then what do you do? I guess that's when grounding yeah. starts more. Uh-huh. But yeah, I've, I'm, I only ever got hit with, like, a spoon. Like, and it wasn't even, like, a wooden one. Yeah, most of my days were uh, trying to talk my mom into not telling my dad when he got home. Because I'd <laughs> fuck up go. early. No, please, please, I don't, you know. And most times I could talk her out of it because I think by the end of the day, she didn't want me to get hit with the belt either. Yeah. There were those days where I didn't know if she was going to tell him or not. Those are probably horrible. Oh, my God. And he would walk in, he'd go to the bedroom, and then I'd just be sitting in my room. He's going to walk in with that belt. He's going to walk in with that belt. He's going to walk in with that belt. And sometimes I'd hear him just plop down on the chair and... Smell, ah. smell that cigarette smoke, and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> You're the- All right. And then other times he'd come in with a belt in his hand, and the belt had his name on it. It's one of those that had his name on the on the back. Yeah, it was your name, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, he just uh, whipped my ass with it, and, and it hurt, man. I'm sure. And it, and it would work for a while, but then, I mean, I was who I was. I, this movie, it's a really good concept. It's great. Very original. Every kid that has had a stuffed animal growing up, has dreamed of it being real or something like that at some point. And, you know, everyone needs a friend. And I think that they did, obviously, they got a ton of money for this, and it makes sense, mass appeal, you know? And it was Mm R-rated, you know? And it still got that much. Mass appeal. Every, Every adult who saw this was like, holy shit, yeah, fucking imagine. And they're like, I would love to hit the bong with my teddy bear. Yeah. Or whatever. I, I think they really captured something there. And I, I just want to say I, I do I think it was a really, really good concept. They're very smart for that. I agree. All right. We've talked about the movie just a ton. <laughs> so yeah. what do you say we just get into favorite parts? That sounds good. I mean, I love the Flash Gordon party. Um, because the Flash Gordon actor Sam Jones, I think. He, he, um, yeah, he's Ted and Marky Mark's hero. And Ted's like, I'm having this house party. Marky Mark, get down here. Oh, but I can't leave my girl. Flash Gordon is here. The symbol of our friendship. I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go there and he's like, I got 30 minutes. But Flash Gordon, as soon as Marky Mark walks in, 
he goes into the daydream where he's riding on the the jet ski in the in the sky with yeah. him. Flash. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. The a whole a whole montage of them like together or whatever, and then Flash Gordon's like, "Yeah, nice to meet you. Let's do some shots. Shots with you. Yeah, yeah." Obviously, yeah, they do blow. The party's crazy. Flash punches a hole in a wall. Their their neighbor comes in and starts fighting Flash Gordon because his last name is Ming. And I guess that's the evil villain in mm-hmm. the movie. And then a goose or the uh, duck, goose, whatever the fuck, starts fighting Ted and the you know, hookers and karaoke. I just I thought that part was fun. I really liked it when so Marky Mark and uh, Mila Kunis were out on a date. <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. And when they came <laughs> home, Ted was on the couch with uh, four hookers. And um, Mila Kunis was like, what the hell's going on here? And then she's like, is that a shit on the floor? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, um, Mandy or whatever uh, gets pretty crazy uh, during Truth or Dare. And then Marky Mark walks in. And he's like, uh, is that a shit on the floor? <laughs> and then they kind of flash to another scene. And it's Marky Mark. He's hiding behind like a like a column in the apartment, and Mila Kunis is like uh, trying to pick up the shit. And, and he's the like, camera is where the shit is, yeah. pretty much. And Marky Marky Mark's like afraid of the shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, guys, don't touch it. I don't want to see it. Don't, it got on my thumb. Don't tell me about it." Oh. <laughs> I just thought that that was great. He said, "You're never cooking again." Mm-hmm. And there was another part <laughs> where they were uh, eating dinner, and uh, I can't remember what they were talking about, but. Why did he bring it? But he was saying like all the he kept saying I love you or something, and he's like, oh, I just farted, and then continued talking or I, I don't know. There was a reason why he farted. Not important. It is. It's kind of important, but yeah. So we well, gotta so, look up. Why did Marky Mark fart in Ted? Well, they don't fart in Boston. They fought, and I so hate that, and so he farted, and uh, he told Mila Kunis he farted, and F-A-H-T. it was it was, <laughs> it was like a joke for some reason. And then she was like, wait, did you really fart? He's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, but I wafted it over there. And she's like, oh, I wonder who's going to smell it first. And then some guy's like, why, why did you do that? Why did somebody do I'm here on business. Yeah, that was really funny. It just reminded me of my time in the Army. I've told her on here several really times. really hard during that. Yeah, where <laughs> me and a friend went out on uh, like our first night in, in Germany. And we you weren't supposed to because you were supposed to go through this um, survival school, which... Uh, was was how you behave in in Germany because the Berlin Wall was just coming down and there was a lot of Soviets always listening in and you know it was just tense yeah and so we went out and had that German beer for the first time and had the beer farts and you you couldn't hold them in and they smelled terrible and the people behind us kept smelling it and were <laughs> not happy but they never confronted us at some point and we're just, you have to we're just there laughing trying really hard to hold it in but but we can't. We can't hold in our laughter or our thoughts. So yeah, that that part was good. There were a lot of really funny parts in this. There was one where uh, Giovanni Rabisi, um, Ted's trying to get out of the house, and uh, Giovanni is uh, watching Tiffany sing. Um, it was a remake. It was like running just as fast as we can. And Tiffany, back in the eighties, there were there were two teenage girls that just blew onto the scene. One was Debbie Gibson, and man, I boy, I had the hots for her. And when, um, uh, probably 19, <laughs> I mean, when you say it's probably like, you know, nine, specify. 
1984 or 86, somewhere around there. She was a, like a little pop singer. So you're we're, like 15. We're like the same age. Okay. And uh, she came onto the scene and then Tiffany uh, sprung onto the scene. But all she had, she did like redid a Beatles song and then a Tommy James and the Shondell song. And that's like all she had. Like Debbie Gibson had like real pop music, mm-hmm. like original songs. And they used to like tour malls and stuff. That's like about as big as Tiffany ever got. And I saw her on TikTok the other day. She's not doing well, but she's mm. still singing. Uh, well, some would, some might call it that. <laughs> but you have this grown man who's just gyrating to to Tiffany, and this is taking place in like perfect. the the two thousands, right? So you have this old man watching a teenager. Well, he was like forty. I guess, yeah, old, yeah. old to be watching And, that. man, he had the moves. He had this slow, sexual gyrating. They made his legs look really long. As, as he's watching it, and then he, like, turns around, and he starts moving his butt to it real seductively. Mm-hmm. And that was just, it was really funny. That was my runner-up. Just really funny. And it's just one of those things that, from the great mind of Seth MacFarlane, just throws in yeah. stuff like that. And you, I just really, really appreciate I just really, really appreciated it. So it, it was good stuff. All right, bucket of chicken. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna have to give it to Giovanni, the, okay. the actor. Uh huh. He portrayed Loose Cannon very well. His whole character, yeah. I just my dad said no to me, broke my heart because I saw Ted when I was a kid, and I asked my dad, "Can I have a magic talking teddy bear?" And he said no. So I'm never gonna tell my kid no, and. He was insane. Like he he was batshit. Um, Ted every time he cussed, he'd be like, like like a horrible radio frequency, like fucked his eardrums. And then yeah, he's gyrating and he's sipping from like some like tiki glass. He had a fancy drink, sipping, doing his gyrating, and he was just creepy. And they they gave him the mustache. Like what they they made him look like? Is that your son? Or is this some kid you took? He pulled off the look. He pulled off the, the, the acting. The mannerisms. He was he was just awesome, and I would love to see him. I haven't seen him in much. Whenever he was on the screen the first time, I was like, who is that? Well, I know who that is. And you said Gone in 60 Seconds, and that, that might be the only movie I've seen him in. He was in That Thing You Do. He was the I'm, original... I've seen that at some point. He was the original drummer who ended up breaking his arm, and uh, that's when Shades took over. The first movie I saw him in, I think he he played like a rough character, and I really liked him. And then the next thing I saw him in, he kind of played this nerdy guy. He can kind of do it all. I can totally see him as like a, like he could have been um, whatever his name was, not Brad Pitt, but the other guy in Fight Club. Edward Norton. I could see him doing that. I could see him doing nerdy. This time he pulled off like crackhead pedophile looking guy. I and mean, if you can do badass nerdy and then that, you can kind of do anything. Yeah. He as would, long as you don't have to be like the rock in like the rock size. He was great. I have two runner ups. I just thought of one and the other one was the Flash Gordon guy. Um, but Ted's boss at the supermarket. <laughs> Ted is you know, they're going through the arc where oh we can't really we gotta separate or else Mila Kunis is gonna break up with me. Let's let's go get you a job. So Ted is trying to fail the the interview and get kicked out. And he's like, yeah, I was eating your wife's box last night. The manager was like, no one ever talks to me like that. Yeah, because their mouths are so full of your wife's box. And the manager 
is completely blown away, and obviously you're like, wow, he's going to be so mad. We need balls here. You're hired. <laughs> and it keeps getting, it keeps escalating. He does something worse, and he gets promoted. And it's yeah, like, what the fuck? He's fucking his coworker <laughs> on uh, some produce. Yeah. And he's like, and then I sold it the next day to a family of four. And <laughs> was, he's like, no, with the family of four small children. He's like, you're you're now the store manager or something. Yeah, yeah it did. you're promoted. It kept escalating like that. And yeah, that was funny. That that guy, yeah. And Ted was like, you got some problems, don't you? <laughs> he <laughs> definitely does. Yeah, my bucket of chicken. Man, Ryan Reynolds showed up in this movie. Yeah. I'd he forgotten about the that. the voice actor of Joe. Yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name was, but uh, yeah, the, the voice of Joe, Joe from, from Family Guy. <laughs> he, he was also putty in uh, Seinfeld. I think his name's like John Wharton or something, War Warburton or something like that. And yeah, so Ryan Reynolds was his lover in that. And when Ryan Reynolds showed up, I was like, damn. And he didn't say a single word. He just kind of like smiled and looked around. He's, it was funny. But believe it or not, he does not get my bucket of chicken. I thought Marky Mark, I've never bragged about his acting. I've always thought he's kind of like, ah, eh, he's, he's okay. You know, I, I don't love him in everything. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, that wasn't good at all. I thought he was great in this. Yeah. I feel like this is the character that he was meant to play. I feel like this is how he lived his life. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, probably not because he's been famous for a really, really long time. But And, you know, when you're acting with something that's not there, you you got to be pretty good at it. Yeah, that's got to be and so awkward. He did a phenomenal job. I really thought he was great in that. When he was getting beat up, it actually looked like he was getting beat uh -huh. up because that's one of the moments where I was really like... Because sometimes they're just sitting on the couch talking to each other. That's harder than talking to someone who's actually there, but not it can't be too hard. But when he's getting beat up and he's like got to flail his arms and you know, and anytime you got to actually touch the thing that's not there, I mean, a lot of the job probably goes to the person who animates it or the CG or whatever, but you still got to make it look convincing. So I was impressed with that too. I mean, Mila was great too. Yeah. The the acting in this movie was really, really good. It was. I, I really liked it. And they did such a good job. Like, you start caring about Ted immediately. When Marky Mark's like, you got to move out, and then he takes him to his new apartment, and they put the boxes You feel down, bad. You feel bad. But then I started to not like Ted. Whenever uh -huh. he started being like a really big dumbass, like really, really bad influence, I was like, Ted sucks. <laughs> and then whenever Ted pointed out, Marky Mark... You made the conscious decision. Like Ted said to Mila Kunis, he bent his arm or whatever the saying is. Twisted. Yeah, twisted his arm. But still, he made the conscious decision to like go to the party and all that. And I was like, fuck Marky Mark. Like Mila Kunis needs to get out of there. You know? It's like, why is she with this guy who makes no money? He's not that good looking. And he's doing blow with his super immature man-child teddy bear. It's like, get out of there. So that that was hard for me the whole time because I was like, this whole movie doesn't make sense. And I had trouble sometimes like splitting the comedy and the realism. Like when he's beating up Marky Mark, I was like, what the fuck? But then he couldn't even beat up that 10-year-old chubby kid and let the kid rip his ear off. I'm like, why? What, what is this? Like, what am I watching? And then, yeah, instead of getting written, ripped in half, Ted... Uh, while climbing a baseball stadium, you could just jump off and float like a feather and then get up and walk away. And you know, Giovanni can't follow you very fast. 
or else he will die. <laughs> but everything else was realistic. <laughs> you do this to me all the time. But it's, I just had trouble separating some of the things. And I think this is, honestly, I think this is a movie that is like so 2012 that I saw it too late. I can appreciate it. It was a good movie, not a bad movie. But some movies I feel like are just better not seen, maybe. Because that was so 2012, wasn't it? Or very around that time. 2012 I'm, to me is fifth to sixth grade. And if I saw it or more closer to that time, I think I would have thought this was the coolest and of funniest movie ever. And I, I would have been young. But even if I was the same age I am now, if I was 22 in 2012, I would have liked it a lot better than, than now. It aged fine, but not like wine. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to give my bucket of chicken to Seth MacFarlane. Oh, he's what a good choice. Yeah, he's he's the brainchild, the voice, the voices. Uh, he was just he was just great. Yeah, and he what produced it, directed it. He's so talented, and he can fucking sing too. He's a great singer. He's like a Sinatra type singer, I, pruner. I was gonna say, so I, good. I, I feel like I've heard him say, "Sing, fly me to the moon," or something. Yeah. I mean, like, you, maybe as Brian. You, well, you've heard Brian sing in Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Seth. I mean, he does Stewie. And when you're able to do all these different voices, you just have so much voice control that I'm not surprised he can sing. You know, it, it takes a lot. Do you know who does Meg's voice? Meg, yes. Um, Mila Kunis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, I know who it is. I know who it is. So you had Joe in this and you had Meg in this. Yeah, I... He's and that, bringing the people that he yeah, knows. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of like... Um, Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, it's like Quentin Tarantino and the uh, whatever Rodriguez. Robert? Like, they, they both bring a lot of the same players in their movies, too, don't they? Yeah, like Quentin Tarantino, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Bruce Willis, maybe? Uma Thurman, obviously. Yeah. I don't know if Bruce has been in any more than just one, but Kurt Russell... He was in uh, Hateful Eight and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, yeah, he has his guys that he likes to work with. And then Robert Rodriguez has um, Antonio Banderas. Um, Probably Cheech is going to be in yeah. it. Danny Trejo. Mm -hmm. You know, like Danny Trejo was in Desperado, Machete, and... Um, Spy Kids. Spy Kids, yeah. Cheech was in two of those. Mm -hmm. And Antonio Banderas was in all three. I honestly forgot all the movies. I did, I too. I remember Spy Kids. Oh, he wasn't in Desperado. Machete, I don't think. He, but he's in Spy Kids and Desperado. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's cool because it, it adds to the director's style. You know, like Quentin Tarantino, you can always tell when it's his movie. 100%. And then when you see a bunch of the same people, it's like, cool. Like um, uh, American Horror Story. They kept a bunch of the same people for different seasons, and it was... I like seeing people play different characters. I, I think that's cool. I think it's cool when people do that. All right, score time. Um, I'll give this an 80. Okay. You know, um, it was funny. I, I had a couple qualms with it during it. Like, I got a little restless. It felt too long. You know, it was almost... It was an hour 42, I think it said on here. I think you said 52 from whatever website you saw. Either way, it just... It felt a little bit long-winded, and I would prefer, like, this movie had a lot of comedy in it. it. This was a comedy movie, I would say. But I feel like there was almost too much drama. 
it, it like took me away from the comedy a little bit because you know the the movie's really about a shitty boyfriend trying to fix his relationship so his girl doesn't leave. Just the the story took me away from it some. And then like I said, I wish this was something I I was able to see a lot sooner. I found the movie funny, but I just know it was funnier before. You just you missed your window with this movie. If you would have yeah. seen this at 13 or 14 years oh, old, oh god, it would have been one of the first yeah. movies you'd have picked for movie mugging. You'd have been like, "Oh damn, yeah. you, I can't wait for you to see this movie." I didn't think it was too long. I there's nothing in my mind that I was like, "Oh yeah, you should have cut that out or cut that out." I and thought it same same here. It, I don't it, feel like it you could have cut things out. It flowed really really well. I loved all the characters. I loved uh, Marky Mark's boss who was bragging about how he knew yeah. Tom Skerritt and somebody else bragged about how they knew Tom Skerritt. I, I loved Flash being in there. Like, I I, I loved the, the dynamic with uh, Mila Kunis's boss. He was a real fucking tool. Yeah. But he added a lot to it also. Yeah. I love the humor. Um, there really wasn't much wrong with this movie as far as I'm concerned. It was, it was funny. It was clever. I'm giving it a 90. That, this movie's knew, an A for me. I, I knew you, this movie was going to get a higher score from you. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, and I enjoyed it, too. I, I think if I wasn't dwelling on the fact that I really wish I saw this earlier, then I would be in a better place with it right now. But it, it it's I'm disappointed because it feels almost like a little bit of wasted potential there. All right, you got anything else? Nope. You need to remind anybody about anything? Hey, Steven Seagal, we're going to fuck at 8 p.m. on Friday. Oh. Oh, shit. It's it's 12.05 on Friday right now. A.M. A.M., <laughs> yeah. I, I got 16 hours. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> Math. <laughs> 20 hours. So in 20 hours from now, you're going to be entering him? I had to use military time. I'm like, 8 is 20, so that means... <laughs> 12 is 24. Well, zero, but... Does he ever let his hair out of a ponytail when y'all are intimate? I <laughs> I was about to say, I, I bet he never does. His, I bet it hurts. He's like a Burt Reynolds in Smokey and the Bandit. He never takes off his hat, but he took it off for Frog so they could kiss. Like, he kind of takes down his... Takes out the rubber band in his ponytail and kind of shakes his hair and Gross. then... Just drops... And all the dandruff. Just drops the robe. The, it's like dripping with grease. Standing there looking like the human version of uh, the Grinch. Mm, ugh. <laughs> He's nasty. Well, tell him I said I'm hello. Poison him. Tell him I said hello. I would put all this cyanide all over my penis. So when he goes to suck it, he dies. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 199 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Hey, y'all, we got a website, moviemuggin.com. You can go there, listen to episodes, or we have some links like uh, an Ask Jack link. We have a uh, link uh, of all the movies that we've mugged in alphabetical order. So if you want to see if we have done Ted 2, just uh, go on down to the T's and uh, see if we've done it. And uh, if we have, check it out. If we have not, just uh, browse the other T's and uh, pick one of those, like Thanksgiving. <laughs> that, that should be a pretty funny episode. Uh, we also have a uh, link to our merch store. Um, they're having sales all the time over there, like 20% off, sometimes 30% off. Uh, there's more stuff over there than just movie mugging gear. So uh, find yourself something there. Uh, there's something for everybody. Yep. A ton of graphic T's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next episode is number 200. It's going to be Jack's pick. And then somewhere oh, blow it. 
within the next month or two, we will have the award show. I've been uh, working on my list. I've been telling Jack over and over to work on his. He has not even fucking started. (laughs) I'm going to be really disappointed if you wait until the last fucking minute. I'm not going to do that to you. Okay, you don't even know when we're going to record. Yeah, because you won't tell me. Well, because I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, you, so you, you don't either. You need to be ready. It could be any time. I, so, could, I could wake you up tomorrow and be like, Jack, we got to go, man. We, we got to record this right fucking now. I, I'm not. There's I'm, an asteroid I heading am, towards Earth. I am busy we have to tomorrow. Get this out. I got to be in Russia by 8 p.m. <laughs> but anyway, that's something fun to look forward to. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And uh, you have yourself a movie mugging day. See ya. As soon as farts turn sexual, everything changes.